Hey everybody, welcome back to yet another, another, another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Um, we've done quite a few of these now. Uh, it's been, I think yeah. we're in our third year of doing this podcast now, unbe- unbelievably. Um, so guys, thank you again, as always, for joining in, for being the faithful who listen to us. Please continue to share the podcast. If you get a chance, please go onto iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, anywhere that we're available, SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, and uh, leave us a rating and a review because that helps other people find the podcast. If you value what we're doing here, if you get a chance, please do that because if you value it, I would hope that you want to share it with other people. Um, and as always, we're not here to get more listeners. We're here to help people understand God right. and grow and understand in their faith and understand who he is and um, what life really looks like in <laughs> today's world uh, living living as a believer. <laughs> I just so, had to explain. Um, that was just a, a water went down the wrong tube. That wasn't a... <laughs> oh my God. I need like a I spray. You, I think you hit him with it. Did so I? Uh, I know you guys can't see if you're not on Facebook Live, but <laughs> Michael coughed and Tiffany's literally spraying him with hand sanitizer. By the way, that's like oh, that's like liquid gold right now, so don't waste it. We I'm might not. need to trade that for this bread later needed. or something. She's, she's using it like holy water Jazz, right now. Jazz hands. Yeah. So guys... Um, <laughs> Michael was was nice enough right before we started to um, pray for Daniel and his family right now. Um, I know that you guys are used to Pastor Daniel being here as kind of my my uh, cohort. We're the regular uh, every week po- hosts of the podcast. Michael is actually or Michael Daniel is actually sick right now. Nobody's um, up right now. He is. Yeah, he made a, a couple comments on here. <laughs> so anyway, it's watching. Daniel's, so I prayed for him to wake up, and now he's awake. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you did actually. You said that. <laughs> yes. But guys, uh, he is under the weather right now. We are not suspecting that it is coronavirus. It's just there's like a, a weird thing going through their house right now. Um, but anyway, we prayed for them, prayed for him. Um, also asking for prayers for uh, Pastor Phil, for his family. They have a little bit of sickness going through the house and their kids right now. Um, but anyway, we are back and we are going to persevere and we're going to be here to do this podcast for you until the government or whoever tells us that we cannot leave our houses and then we'll probably still try to find a way to do this for you. Um, because th- we want this to continue to be something that is a light in your in your yeah. week, um, something that helps you continue to grow, especially in this time where everybody is living in separate pod cells right now, and we're not really as the church growing together in person. We still need to be growing together in spirit and in and in connection with each other. Um, so we're going to continue to do this, guys. There's um, apps that you can use. There's an app called House Party that you can get together as a small group or a, a, a house church if you want to. Um, there's something that we're using as a church staff as well called Zoom um, mm-hmm. that you can set up and multiple people can be on a conversation all together as well that yep. we're going to try to use for my wife and I for our personal yeah. small group this week as well. Um, I wanted to add to that about Zoom. Me and the youth girls gone on last night and we did our Bible study. Well, it didn't really end up being a Bible study so much as just encouraging each other and being there. And it was so nice. So if you're connected in a small group or even if you're not and you just need you know, to feel like you need to see your friends get on zoom because it was so much fun. And any teen girls that hear this, we're getting on every day at three 30 to have girl time. Nice. Um, every day of the week at three 30, we're going to get on for 30 minutes and just have fun and just see each other and encourage each other and see how we can pray. So any, anybody who knows any teen girls, um, have them let me know and I'll invite them. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I saw a post on, on Facebook from a friend of mine that said, check on your extrovert friends. We are not okay. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. It was like introverts, put down your book, check on your extrovert <laughs> friends because they're not okay. And I was like, that's me. I'm not okay. <laughs> you, you said you guys have your, your girl time 
chat or whatever. Do you guys yes. remember Saturday Night Live long ago? This is something that I always joke about with my friends. But Mike Myers was on. Mike Myers was on there, and he was dressed up like a, a woman. It was yeah. Coffee Talk. Yes. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Oh my gosh! If you're out there on Facebook, you got to chime in if you remember oh, Coffee Talk. Yes. Talk amongst oh, yourselves. It's like the best. It's like butter. So anyway. <laughs> That's just, you said that and it popped into my head. So have fun with that, guys. Like if you're doing a small yeah. group chat or whatever, name it something fun. Make it funny. Make it lighthearted because especially right now, we need more light. Um, so Michael, if you want to go into real quick, um, a little description of what we're doing yeah. uh, for letting the light in each week. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a, a like a mini podcast kind of thing. I guess not really a podcast, but a Facebook Live. We're calling it Let the Light In. Yeah, it's like a 10-minute devotional. Right? Yeah, and, and basically our staff members, we're going to go around and... and one at a time, we're going to give a, a quick 10-minute devotional. And the, and the idea is, and, and right now it's kind of dark, you know, and we want to let the light in. It's like open up the windows, let the light in. And yeah. and we're all going to give a devotional about uh, something that has to do with letting the light in. I'll give you a preview. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about, um, you know, how thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And, and talk about, I'm going to talk about reading the Bible and some, some things that we can do to kind of get more out of the Bible. So we'll have things like that. That's awesome. As as for the next, you know, well, and, until we until we quit, yeah. <laughs> until this coronavirus leaves us alone, I guess. And yeah. encourage you all get on YouTube or whatever and listen to the song. Is that what it's called? Let the light in. Let the light in. Yeah, from Cody Carnes. Yeah. It. If you are feeling down at all, yesterday I put it on and it just it really um, it really lifts your spirits and yeah. you really feel the Holy Spirit in your home. So um, if you're feeling down, just. Um, jam out to that song because it really it's it's been a blessing to me absolutely right and check now. out check out my e-kids not my but the e-kids page that we have um i'm going to do some facebook live stuff there too i haven't really figured out exactly how often i'm going to do this but i have some things in my heart that i like to share for moms and dads but really more kid friendly i'm going to kind of bring it down to, to kids level because we got so many kids at home mm-hmm. you know that that aren't at school and they're probably like my kids watching. Who knows? My kids are out, in, you know, in the church right now. I mean, who knows what they're watching on YouTube? And it's terrible, right? <laughs> but I saw but, them when I came in, and they they looked like they were doing fine. So, like, like let's give them. I want to give them some good content to to watch. So I, I've already recorded uh, our, our lesson for for Sunday, and I'm going to record like a, a ten or fifteen minute short devotional for the kids, maybe today or tomorrow. Michael, you rock. And AIM students, we're going to be doing Facebook Live on our um, page, Facebook page, on Sunday. So since we can't all get together, um, they're all really mad at me because I promised them because we had to push the lock-in back. It was supposed to be mm. in February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I promised them we would have it. Oh. I didn't know this was going to happen. Right. So Way to go, Tiffany. I, I'm sorry. And we're going we're gonna to have it. And it's going to be amazing when yeah. we have it. So maybe we'll do a camp out or something. I don't know. Yeah. Lock the weather in. be better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so guys, just so you know, too, we're, we're trying to do all this stuff for you guys um, because we, we talked with Phil in our staff meeting this week and we are the people that, that run this, this church, this, this building, but we're not the building, you know, right. the church yeah. is the people. And we wanted to make sure that even through this time, that we weren't going, well, we can't be in the building, so we're just not going to do anything. We want to still be your church leaders who are still out here providing for you guys and giving you guys opportunities to grow Mm -hmm. and to worship and to do all that stuff. That's why we're still planning to do our live stream services on Sunday, even though we don't have anybody in the building. 
you know, that the government has um, basically mandated, they recommended that um, people not gather in groups of larger than 10 people now. So um, we're not going to have anybody in the building again for uh, this Sunday and probably the following Sunday. And who knows how long for the foreseeable future until they tell us it's safe to to be together in large gatherings again. But we're still here and we still want to be here for you guys. We didn't want to just disappear and have you guys look at it and be like, oh, wow, look at our church leaders. Uh, you know, we can't be in the building and they just gave up on us. So right. we care about you guys. And we we're still here more. pushing. We want to do more for yes. you guys. We're excited because this gives us an opportunity to be able to kind of focus on other things than the regular re- weekly prep for Sunday to Sunday to Sunday. This gives us the opportunity to focus on some other things that we've really been talking about and wanting to do for a long time out of the the desire in our hearts to be more and to provide more for you guys. So and we're we've got also doing the now. Matthew 25 kind of stuff. We're, we're trying, like mm. right now there's a, there's a program with our school lunches. Um, basically in Blanchester, and I, I know we have listeners around the world, but in our local community here in Blanchester, um, our schools identified a need that there are kids that, that get reduced or free lunches. And uh, with school being out, what are they going to eat? Right, mm-hmm. and so what we've what we've decided to do as a community, not just our church, but like this is a beautiful thing. We talk about like it's not about the building; it's about like the kingdom of God. Our local churches have gotten together, and and with other organizations, we're all pulling you know our resources mm-hmm. together, and we're making lunches and we're distributing them to these these families. Yeah, and um, I've been blessed to be a part of it, and just to see like the 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 smile on some of these kids' faces, and just and the parents and the thing like this has been a really good ministry. Mm. And what I love about it is it's not just this church right. that we're working together. This is glorifying God, not glorifying us. Yeah. Yes. So it's been a really cool and thing. And a shout out to my friend Jen Kaler. Oh my goodness. Because she's been she's rocking watching, it. Or at least she was watching it. Yeah. Ago. Jen, you're amazing. Like she's there. I was And Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. I was there this morning and she was there and um just you know, I she led prayer over the group and it's just been neat because I, I really see God using this time to just really grow people. So I'm just really proud of you, Jen. You're doing an amazing job leading it and um Angela France has been helping a ton Paul as well. Crisp. And just yeah, yeah, so many people. It's just it's really it's really neat to see how people are coming together to help others right now. Yeah. And and take this as an opportunity too. If you're a believer, if you're I mean if you're watching this, I'm assuming you are. But um this is providing opportunities for you to grow and for you to step out and not just let the light of Jesus shine through you, but to let your own self step into situations that might be a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. to step into with confidence and lead. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, my, uh, my wife the other day was, uh, she works at a school and, you know, typically prayer is kind of like, you know, no, no in school and stuff. And because of all this, all the teachers had to go in the other day, but no students were there. And um, all of the teachers gathered and she asked the principal if she could pray for everybody. So she actually gathered wow. all the teachers together and she led the prayer and they all prayed together. Um, so she was being the light, you know, mm-hmm. and she was helping, helping let the light That's into other great. people's lives right so now. Cool. So, so I, I'm proud of her for that. Yes. But guys, take the opportunity to do these kinds of things because this, I mean, God didn't cause this, but God uses things like this mm-hmm. for his kingdom and for your growth and for your spiritual development in the kingdom and for other people to come to know who he is. I saw a thing the other day from um, from a pastor that was speaking about um, how, how we've all been, um, I know that I have, and I know a lot of us have been praying for um, another great awakening, for revival to happen, yeah. because the world is just so crazy, even before this uh, coronavirus thing hit. And um, what they were saying, this pastor that I saw, was that um, apparently the last great awakening happened in 1906, and they thought it was going to happen in 1905, but they said that in 1905, 
that awakening happened, but in small cells all over the country. <laughs> and, wow. and so awakening happened in 1905 in small cells, which laid the groundwork for the overall great awakening to yeah. start in 1906. So maybe 2020 I hope is so. 1905, you know, wow. I mean, maybe, maybe 2019 was 1905 and this is 1906. But th- what I'm saying is like, this is an amazing opportunity. And I think something amazing is going to come out of this mm-hmm. because God uses things like this for, for good. He doesn't cause them, but he uses them for good. Brent, one last thing before we get into Joshua 24, and we're going to get into Joshua 24. <laughs> we are in just a minute, yeah. But but we had a lot to talk about. We, we, as we've talked about letting the light in, one thing I want to encourage all of us, me included, is we can just let it in. We can let that light in and just soak it in. And that's not bad. That's good. We need to do that. But I, I, coming from the military, we had these things, we called them PT belts, the, the, the physical training belts, they're reflective belts. Like when you go for a run in, in the dark, it's nice to have things that are reflective on. Mm-hmm. So like when, when cars shine their lights, you ref, it reflects, so it keeps you safe. But I, I think that as Christians, shining the light is a lot like a reflective belt. Mm-hmm. Because we, instead of just letting the light in and just absorbing it, mm-hmm. we need to let that light in and reflect it back. Yeah. Wow, that's so we, good. we can be the light of the world yeah. because we take that light that God gives us and we, uh, we absorb some of it, of course, but we reflect it back. Yeah. Oh, it, homeschool moms, which is every oh, mom man. right now. <laughs> Today, do a science lesson with your kids about light mm. and what light mm. is, reflection, refraction, all those things. And you can talk to them about scripture entwined with that. Yeah. You're teaching them about science, but also tying it into. Yes. I'm a homeschool mom. So I've been looking for any ways to tie it. But But, um, (laughs) honestly, I was thinking about that same thing the other day because obviously God is the sun, right? He's the source of the light, right? Mm -hmm. What does the moon do? How do we see the moon? It It reflects reflects the the light light to the world. So the church is supposed to be what the moon is, right? I mean, literally the sun shines from the sun, reflects off the moon, and you can see that light in the darkness, yep. right? Absolutely. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? That's it. That's it. There, there's your um, let the light in lesson today. There you go. I'll go teach my kids that when we're done with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Got something to do. So that was good enough. I think we're done. We're going to go ahead and say goodbye for today. Peace out. Um, <laughs> No, um, that was really cool, though. Um, so, guys, yeah. take that to your kids, because I think that's something that kids can relate to really, really well. Mm-hmm. A great analogy to be able yeah. to tie that in for them. All right, you guys. Sorry it took us so long, but we had a lot to talk about this morning. So we're going to go ahead and get into today's scripture reading of Joshua 24 from the Dwell app, and we'll be right back. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah, the father of Abraham, and of Naor, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan, and made his offspring many. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau, and I gave Esau the hill country of Seir to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt, and I sent Moses and Aaron, 
and I plagued Egypt with what I did in the midst of it, and afterward I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and made the sea come upon them and cover them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. And you lived in the wilderness a long time. Then I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who lived on the other side of the Jordan. They fought with you, and I gave them into your hand, and you took possession of their land, and I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel, and he sent and invited Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. Indeed, he blessed you. So I delivered you out of his hand, and you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the leaders of Jericho fought against you, and also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And I gave them into your hand, and I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out before you, the two kings of the Amorites. It was not by your sword or by your bow. I gave you a land on which you had not labored and cities that you had not built, and you dwell in them. You eat the fruit of vineyards and olive orchards that you did not plant. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods, for it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. And the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, 
We are witnesses, he said. Then put away the foreign gods that are among you, and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and put in place statutes and rules for them at Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and set it up there under the terebinth that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord that he spoke to us. Therefore it shall be a witness against you, lest you deal falsely with your God. So Joshua sent the people away, every man to his inheritance. After these things, Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being one hundred and ten years old. And they buried him in his own inheritance at Timnath Serah, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gaash. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and had known all the work that the Lord did for Israel. As for the bones of Joseph, which the people of Israel brought up from Egypt, they buried them at Shechem in the piece of land that Jacob bought from the sons of Hamar, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of money. It became an inheritance of the descendants of Joseph. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died, and they buried him at Gibeah, the town of Phinehas his son, which had been given him in the hill country of Ephraim. Guys, uh, as we get into this, as we come out of the reading, um, one thing that we forgot to do, but I think it's still beneficial to do, Michael, sure. will you give us some context yeah. of what has brought us to this point in case people haven't been sticking with the chapter a day, they've missed the last few chapters or the whole book, um, to, to let them know what we're talking about right now. So Joshua is an interesting point in, in, in Israelite history because it's kind of a good time, right? Because you realize that they were in the desert for 40 years because they were bad. Like God was awesome, <laughs> and then they were bad. Like you know, they worshipped other gods, and they did some some terrible things. So, uh, and, and I, I I forget whether it was Moses or Joshua, but one of the two of them was, or maybe even both, said like, "You guys are going to fall. You guys are going to." It was Moses at the end of his time. You know, so and so here in this chapter, Joshua is giving a, another speech at the very end of his life, very similar to how Moses gave a speech at the end of his life. And the sad reality is, is he's he's challenging them, and I think Joshua knows too that they're they're going to fall, because because he says some things that that you just read. Well, I guess we used the dwell app, so Tiffany didn't read it, but you know, <laughs> but we we just read through some things that that we see Joshua. He's like, hey, you know, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Yeah. But um, what we'll see here is is after this in Judges, I think Joshua's and, and Moses are kind of right. Things start to get worse. They start to follow other gods, and 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 as you read, so for like a bigger context, after after this chapter, when we get into judges, the judges start off decent, 
and they get worse and worse and worse and worse until you end up having King David mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. King you know Saul. So that's just that's just a little bit of context to realize that man, we humans keep on messing things up. Um, but when we when we actually like get close to God, things happen like happened in this book of Joshua. We're like they have lots of victories. Yeah. So that's that's kind of. I'm sure Daniel would have done a much better context, no, but that's, fine, but that's that kind good. of that's kind of where we are. It's kind of the whole history, isn't it, of mankind? It's like they're with God, then they mess up, and then bad things happen, and then they repent and they get with God, and things are good, and then bad things happen. Yeah, that's the story of the entire Bible. And what happens? You know, spoiler alert: um, Jesus happens, and and he has the story of resurrection that things are good, and he has this life, and he's preaching, and he's teaching, and he's doing miracles, and it's awesome, and he's perfect, right? And then what? He gets killed? But huh? Mm-hmm. That's like dark. That's bad, right? But then, oh, okay, so he has resurrection. We see the same thing over and over and over in the Old Testament that things are good, people are are close with God, it's perfect, and then. Something bad happens and there's a fall. It's like a death. But then God continues to resurrect these people. So we see patterns of resurrection throughout the Old Testament. It's over and over and over again. Yeah. That there's life, there's death, there's resurrection. There's life, there's death, there's resurrection over and over again. Yeah. And and it's a cycle that um, it's not even just uh, biblical. It's, it's literally societal. It's just the way that it works in the world, which I believe is because the way that we are set up. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's books on this stuff about societal, the cycle of society, just like you said. Things are really great at the beginning, yep. and then they get slowly worse and worse and worse because of a broken world and the nature of man, and then something really, really bad happens, or things get just where it's, like, terrible, and then all of a sudden, what happens? People turn back to God, and then Even, everything's good again so for true. a while, and, and then it just goes It's again written on everything again in nature. Again. Yep. Even, you know, I know we have like literal gen- Genesis, one believers, and then there's believers that believe in the Big Bang. Even if you follow science, even if you go with the Big Bang side of things, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of on that side, but that's another conversation for another day. Even that, like our science, they're seeing that the Big Bang happens, right? Yep. And it expands. It's good. It's perfect, right? This thing expands. It grows. It gets really awesome. And then there comes this point where, where, it, it, where velocity stops, inertia stops. And then gravity happens. Mm-hmm. So what they're projecting that maybe has happened over and over again in multiple universes or will probably happen in this universe. Now get this, guys. I know it sounds complex, but get this. It will all collapse because of gravity. They'll it'll come back and create a black hole in a singularity, and guess what will happen again? And what's, what I think is interesting with this is that the word Yahweh, like, and they didn't they didn't put any vowels in it to make it almost impossible to pronounce. So we actually put the vowels in it. But the letters in Hebrew that that create Yahweh, yeah. it sounds like a breath. So the universe itself is like mm. a, a like continuing breath. It expands yeah. and contracts. Yeah. It expands <sighs> like like a breath. Yeah. So like even even science are discovering that the entire universe is based on resurrection. There's life expanse, goodness, perfection, and then it all contracts into death. And then there's resurrection. Wow. Even the entire, like, believe that story or not, scientists are, are, are beginning to discover God. <laughs> they're beginning to discover, yeah. they're beginning to discover resurrection. That's so cool. The whole Old Testament points to it. Obviously, Jesus, you know, lives in it and it gives us that example. And we're even seeing this in science. 
It's, I it's love amazing. how the whole, you know, we talked about the whole cycle of, you know, we mess up. Things are good. We mess up. Then God comes back. There's, yeah, the cycle, but there's also a straight line going all through it, and that's God. And he never gives up on mankind, mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> you know? And I know this is yeah. cheesy when you see a rainbow and his promise, but it's true. And, like, right now, we're going through this hard time, but God, he's there, and, and he, he doesn't do this. He's just that straight, steady line that we can always count on. And <laughs> he never Tiffany, gives up on, on us, no matter what. And, I mean, I think of myself, I mess up every day. Like, there, I've had my moments through this where, you know, I'll call Jeff and I kind of get panicked. And I'm like, maybe you should go. And, like, you know, I'm freaking out at times. And then I have to pray and say, God, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm so sorry I got scared and I started to worry, you know. But God, he's always there. He forgives yes. us. It doesn't matter to him. He loves us. He kn- he knew I was going to freak out. He knows when I'm going to go home today and probably lose my temper and yell at my kids. He and he's already forgiven me, and he loves me, and he's that steady line. Yeah. So no he's matter what, steady we know. And we're crooked. Yeah. Again, I'm sorry for being the sun. Maybe it's because I want <laughs> to go teach my kids science, guy. right? So <laughs> the sun is steady. We're always the same. The earth is always the same distance from the sun. But the reason why we experience seasons is the earth is crooked. Yep. Just like how we experience seasons is because we're crooked. You think about it. We're, the, the earth is tilted. So as the earth goes around the sun, some hem, you know, the northern hemisphere will be, will be closer mm-hmm. to the sun than the southern hemisphere because of that tilt. And then when it, when it goes the other side, the exact opposite happens. That's the reason why Australia has you know, summer when we have winter. Yeah. So because of the fact that the earth is crooked, we experience ups and downs. We have you know hot weather. We have cold weather. We have, we go through the seasons, and the seasons are like resurrection too. You have the spring, which is like new life. You have the summer, which is vibrant, and then you begin to have fall, and then you have winter, which is like death. But then the next year, we have it all over again. I'm telling you, it's just a, the way God created the universe. It all the universe points to Him and His resurrection. Yeah. It is it. The more the more I study science, the more I am amazed at how God. The Bible tells God's story, but the universe tells God's story. Mm-hmm. Right. It just it just amazes me. Yeah. And my favorite thing, I, I talk on this all the time, but my favorite thing about all of that is that even in the winter where things look ugly, they're good because in the winter time is when the roots of trees and yes. everything else yes. grows deeper mm-hmm. and gets nourished from under the yes. ground what yes. you're not yes. seeing. So that in the next season it can flourish and produce even more fruit which is a perfect analogy for us like when we go through winters in our lives that's times when we're going through a hard time and that's when our roots need to go deeper into god so that when he brings us out of that winter eventually when we come out of that that we can flourish and produce more fruit because he's changed us and he's grown us through that time so good um so speaking of that and speaking of wanting to talk about letting the light in um in this podcast today to tie in with our daily devotional that we're doing um Let's talk about this chapter a bit more from the beginning because it seems to me that through this chapter, Joshua, God is speaking through Joshua, and he is basically saying, like, look at how faithful I've been to you through all yes. of this. Mm-hmm. Look at look at my promises and how I've fulfilled them all through this time. So let's expand on that a little bit, if we would. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he goes through it. He gives a really good summary of some of the things that we've been reading in our chapter a day, yeah. right? Yeah. And and it's exactly that, that, that God remains faithful. Mm-hmm. That like God's not going anywhere, but the way we experience it, when we shy away from God, we experience that distance. He's mm-hmm. still there, 
but we're the ones that pull away. And when we pull away, things don't work out so well. So that's why, that's why bad things happen and they go up and down. It's not because God's inconsistent. It's because we're inconsistent. Yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> we, when, <laughs> one of the reasons why we started the podcast a little late today, and our, our listeners don't know this, but our Facebook viewers do, um, is because we had one of the things that we were looking at is some of the technology. And we were worried about whether the iPhone that we use mm-hmm. was plugged in. Yeah. If the iPhone isn't plugged in, then it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But if it's plugged in, well, guess what? It'll work, right? We're the same way. When the Israelites are plugged into God, then then things work out well for them. Mm-hmm. When they're not plugged in, mm-hmm. things don't work out so well. Yeah. It's kind of common sense, isn't it? And that's kind of their story. When they're following God, they do great things. Like they cross the, the Red Sea. They cross the Jordan River. And when they're not doing the right things, they wander in the wilderness for 40 years. I like it how after he kind of goes over what they've all, you know, the history leading up to this point. I like it where, and my Bible says before it starts, verse 14, choose whom you will serve. Oh, yeah. And he says, now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And, you know, I think... I think right now we have to choose who are we going to serve? You know, are we going to, you know, let fear overcome us? Are we going to let that darkness overcome our home? And are we going to place our idols into, you know, the media and like, you know, all the things that that we can see and touch on this earth that makes sense? Or are we going to serve the true God that we can't see? But through faith, we're going to believe that he's going to protect us and he's going to be there for us and he's going to take good from that, from this situation. So I really like that part where, you know, he kind of goes over the history and then he says, "Okay, choose who you're going to serve. And we have to do that today. We have to do that daily. We have to wake up and say, "Okay, here's my day. Who am I going to serve today? Am I going to serve myself? You know, am I just going to, you know, make myself an idol and, and, you know, any need I want or whatever, be selfish, mm-hmm. or am I going to choose to serve others and choose to serve my God? Mm-hmm. I think this also ties in, Tiffany, to like something that you and Jeff are doing with the youth right now. They're, they're um, really getting into this idea of identity, of who are you in Christ? Mm-hmm. You know, the boys are, are doing the five marks of a man to kind of see like what kind of man they're going to be. And the girls are, are, are doing some stuff with identity and, and it all kind of ties together. And who are you? I think there's another as a diff, another way to ask this question, you know, who will you serve? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like, we might think about this when you meet someone new. What do we normally say about ourselves? Like, hey, I'm Michael, and normally I say I work at, you know, I'm the children's director at Elevation Community Church, and I, and I teach Chinese kids, <laughs> right? So like, sometimes we define ourselves by where we work. We define ourselves about how we make how we make money. So are we like, do we have our identity in money, especially in America? So what, are you serving money or, or are you serving, serving, you know, God, you know, who are you? Oh yeah, I'm Christian's dad. I'm Noah's dad. I mean, I am, but is that who I am? Am I, am I serving, am I serving like, eh, you know what I'm saying? Like, am I, am I serving my children? And I am. Or am I serving God? Who am I? What is my identity? Who am I serving? Who do I worship? So I, I think that 
that's a really tough one because these are good things. We have to work. We we have to we have to serve our kids. We have to love our wives and our children and our and, and our husbands. And like we have to we have to do these things. But who are you? You know? That's good. And then when you really realize who you are and your identity is in Christ and that he made each one of us who we are today to be here in 2020 dealing with this like this is all which is really neat when you think about it that God loves us so much that he made each of us so different and put us all right here and those of us that are involved here in Blanchester in this community he put us all here for right now as a time like this Mm -hmm. I always think that's amazing and and then when you realize your identity and who you are in Christ you can rejoice in it and then you don't compare yourself to anyone. Yes. You are just so excited for, and you're not picking at your flaws. You know, I'm not looking at myself here on Facebook Live thinking, ooh, I don't look so good right now. You know, I don't think that way. I, I'm, ha- I'm proud of who I am because God made me and I love myself because I know God made me and he wanted me to be exactly who I am with my crazy personality and all. And when we can do that, not only can we not compare ourselves, but we can serve each other better because I can be happy for my sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I Instead of comparing myself to them, I can be happy for them. Sorry, I'm going to, I'll just go off because we this are talking good. about this with the youth right now. And I That's am That's why very, I brought it up and threw it at you. Like, take this one. <laughs> I am very passionate about this because I just think, especially for the next generation, I think it's so important. And right now, my prayer has been because we are right now all on social media mm-hmm. because that's our way to connect. And my prayer is that we're not comparing moms. Don't compare Oh yeah. all us moms, you know, we're getting on and we're sharing to try to encourage each other what we're doing at home. But sometimes we can compare ourselves. Like sometimes I, I felt that I was kind of like, Oh man, I'm not doing enough with my kids. I need to do some crafts. I need to paint. <laughs> don't like, be happy when you see someone post something. Just be like, oh, that's great. I'm glad their family had that time. Don't feel judgment on yourself that you didn't do it. That's awesome. Maybe you needed to sit at home and watch Netflix with your kids all day. That's fine. Be glad with what you did. Don't compare. Know who you are in Christ. Know God wanted you to be the mom to your kids. Nice. Didn't want anybody else. He wanted you to be the mom to your kids. And you were the best mom for your kids. So let's stop comparing. Girls, let's stop comparing. Guys, sorry. I, I can't really speak to you a whole lot. But, yeah, I'm done. Peace out. You know, with, with that, like, when I, when I look in here, when we're at, with identity and who you are and accepting that, there's a phase two. Because, like, here, here he's saying, like, you know, choose this day who you will serve. Like, basically, are you serving God? Are you serving something else? Are you serving these other, these other idols? Who are you? Like I said. But then... Uh, down in um, in verse um, 22, he says, Then Joshua said to the people, um, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. So we've made our choice with our identity. Mm-hmm. We've chosen this day who we will serve. I serve Jesus. I am a Christian, right? And then he said, Then, then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. Now, of course, they said we will. So that's my challenge, I think, right now is, will you do that? And it's more than just saying, yes, we will, because here they said, yes, we will. And we see in their history, they don't. They continue to build idols. They continue to do the wrong thing. And they have their ups and downs. So the challenge I have for all of us is, again, one, who are you? 
Are, are you a Christian? Do you serve God? And if your answer is yes, what will you do with that? You know, <laughs> I'm sorry to pick on Facebook, but will your Facebook posts reflect that you are a Christian? Mm-hmm. Or do your Facebook posts reflect something else that you claim that you are? Mm-hmm. You know, who are you and will you act in the, in the way that you claim that you are? And that's and I and look. I have to raise my hand. I have to work on that too. Sometimes I, I get involved in political conversations that I shouldn't get involved in because <laughs> it doesn't help anybody. Um, sometimes I, you know, I get in other you know conversations that like I, I need instead. I need to focus on who I am in Christ. And I think we all could do that, especially right now while we're dealing with this more than just the coronavirus, but the panic that has that has gone with it. Are you defined by this virus? Are you defined by your opinion on the on the virus? You know whether you think that we should just everybody seclude themselves and, and never talk to someone ever again, or if you think this is not a big deal and we should just go have a party. Whichever way that you decide on this, is that who you are, or are you a follower of Christ? Is your opinion more important than than serving others? Yeah, I'm always up for a good party, but. Um, <laughs> So, uh, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. Um, I think we've gotten into some good application and things like that to finish up with today. Um, we've been about 20 minutes since we finished with the Scripture reading itself, so that's usually what we try to do about do. Um, guys, just so you know out there watching on Facebook right now, we have seen your comments coming in, but they didn't come in for most of the podcast. I just refreshed and a lot of them on there. So um, I see uh, Phil referring to my like butter comment out there. Um, Veronica Grable actually thanked us for being um, awesome cheer- church leaders. Thank you very much, Veronica. Mm-hmm. Um, Mackenzie Shaw said, uh, we love you guys. Tara Merke said, I miss everyone. Um, Ashley Cherry Holmes, uh, I'm not sure where what she was referring to with the comment here. Um, she said, I'm not, I don't say this out of a place of fear, but this is unimaginable. Uh, Mackenzie Shaw said she's claiming, uh, claiming that for our world. Ashley Cherry Holmes said, that's awesome to consider. I believe we've all seen proof of God moving through this. I think that's true. Uh, Mackenzie Shaw says, uh, kind of makes you think about why we need to reflect the light. It cannot come from within ourselves. We are to be the light, but it's very clearly not being self-manifested. We need to get it from him. Um, and then Daniel, Daniel uh, Yelverton woke up and chimed in with us. Um, he says, uh, you were talking about finding our worth, Tiffany, and, and mm-hmm. knowing who we are as a child of God. He said, not just money. But I think we idolize our contribution as well. Uh, we are only as good or successful by what we contribute. That view trickles into our faith sometimes as well. Um, so, guys, we've seen your comments, but I'm sorry that they didn't get trickled in through the conversation today, but they kind of came in late. Um, Mackenzie just joined us again and is watching with us, and Michael just joined us again and is watching with us. So, Michael Miller, thanks for yes. joining us today. Um, <laughs> I had the scripture open on my phone. Sorry, guys. So, um, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up there. But uh, we just want to say thank you again for joining us. And as, as we said, we will be back um, at noon each day, Monday through Friday, as much as we can. So uh, tune in onto our YouTube channel on Sundays at 10 a.m. for our church service because we're still going to be here for you. Um, we're going to continue with a full team for as long as we can. But if people start getting sick or if they just decide that they're just not comfortable coming in and even serving on the team, there's no judgment there for them, um, but we will still be here to do what we can for you guys. So if it's just me and my guitar leading worship and uh, Phil or Daniel or somebody getting up there to lead the message, that'll be what it is. We want to keep doing what we can for you guys. To do that. Um, so we're going to find out creative <laughs> ways that we can continue to be there for you. So know that we are not going anywhere. We want to be a source of uh, reflecting his light to the church and um, to encourage you guys to do the same. So um, would one of you guys pray for us today, please, um, as we finish up? 
I'll pray. I guess I'm supposed to. Michael's looking at me. All right. Thank you, Tiffany. Father, we love you. And we just thank you that you're in control, that you're in control of today. And God, we just thank you that you love us so much and that you're always here for us. And you have been that steady line in the craziness of this life. And we go through so many ups and downs. But Lord, that you're always there and you're steady. And we can count on you every day. And we can count on the fact that you have victory over today and tomorrow and the day after that, Lord. Father, I just pray for everybody listening right now. I pray for their families, Lord, that you bless them today, that they let the light in, Lord, that they they let your light come in and that they reflect you to this world that needs you so badly, God. Um, I just pray that, Holy Spirit, some of the words that were spoken today are able to move into the hearts of others around us, Lord, and that you will take this time and just make a revival for you. God, we know revival starts with us and our homes. So God, right now, I pray as we're all in isolation at home, Lord, that we get in your word, that we experience your presence, Lord, because God, I know you're going to do something amazing through this time. When we all come back together, watch out. Because, God, you're, you're just going to light a fire. I know you are, Father. I speak that over this time, Lord, that you're going to use what's happening individually in our homes. You're going to use it to just, when all those sparks come together, there's going to be a fire for you and your kingdom over this land. And we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tiffany. Um, guys, Michael, Tiffany, thank you so much for uh, joining us today again. Um, it's been a fun conversation with you guys. I know that we went really long for those people that are listening on um, the audio version of the podcast and even more for those people watching on Facebook. But guys, we thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, we're going to continue to be here and do what we can. So we ask that you do the same. Um, go out whatever ways you can and continue to be the church. Continue to shine his light to the world through this craziness that it we're, we're living through right now. Um, <laughs> it could be so much worse. So just remember to let the light shine in your lives. Open up the window. Let the light in. So, um, guys, anyway, uh, we thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next week.